1: Celia. I want to be
2: a nation that is on the biblical principles and the values and the ethics that are found in Scripture. Your personal economy. <laughs> financial issues that you need to know. Aligning
1: reality with truth. But well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Now, no. here's your host, Dan Celia.
2: Welcome back, Financial Issues, 844-707-5533, 707 5533 uh, as we speak, there are schools in Colorado that are have decided to close uh, this morning and are probably going to stay closed for the rest of the week since it's uh, coming up on Easter. Uh, there is an 18-year-old woman, if you haven't heard, who has aspirations of uh, another c- Columbine. Uh, they know that uh, they're looking for her. They know that she has uh, purchased a... Uh, shotgun and I don't know whether she already had other guns but recently just purchased uh, lots of ammunition and a shotgun they are as far as I know they haven't apprehended her yet but they are looking for her and uh, the schools obviously concerned so uh, they in, in, instead of trying to uh, protect against it you know in, in this short term without you know a whole lot of uh... resources to do that with without giving this a lot of thought they've decided to s- close schools uh... smart move i'm not saying all of them i don't know exactly what area this was in but i did just uh, see come across that they are closing uh... they are closing a lot of the schools uh... because of this so uh... sad really sad uh, but that's that's the world Unfortunately, in which we live, and um, better to err with an abundance of caution than uh not to do do this um, all right asking me about uh somebody is asking me about this this uh, stock on Facebook, Ammar is asking me about a stock that he sell. I didn't tell him to sell it, Amar. Uh, Amar. I, told him to, I told him to keep it. I said, don't sell it. I don't know why he even called, to be honest with you. It's on my buy list, as you pointed out. But nonetheless, I, you know, well, I, I don't, I'm not sure why we'd call about selling a stock that's on my buy list, but whatever. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I've, I've given up on trying to figure all that out when people cause what what they were thinking, or I just assumed uh, they didn't put one and one together. Um, you ask a um, a timeless question about all all things that we are involved in. He's talking about the Yemen war, and uh, Akhmar is asking us, "What's the exit strategy or exit plan for Yemen?" I, I don't really need to answer that, right? That's a rhetorical question, I would imagine. Um, and, of course, there is no exit strategy other than until it's over. And um, it's, these wars seem to never end because when we go in, we peck away in a very slow, easy way because we always seem to have a hopeful optimistic attitude that if we show up, it's going to be over. It doesn't, it doesn't end up getting over until we get serious and turn a whole lot of areas to dust. Now, there's not a lot of boots on the ground over there. It's mostly air Support, but, um, so no, of course there's not a exit strategy. 844 5533 David is saying that, hey, I need some good uh, utility stocks in my portfolio. Of the six that are on your buy list, um, there are two or three that I would like to buy today. Okay. So I guess it was I guess it's just a comment I, I'm not sure. Oh he's asking which three hey you know buy buy the ones if you're if you're looking to for income, buy the ones with the highest dividend. if income's not uh, very important, then um, you know i i would I would buy uh, I don't think it matters I would buy the mid cap and the large cap just from a uh, security standpoint. I think you'd be better off. Some of these have moved up considerably so far for the year. So if you want to do a little homework, you might want to run a chart on all three of them. You can do that right on the website by clicking on the symbol. To click on the symbol, you get a chart. Uh, click on uh, year to date and then click on one year and see what they've done in the year to date and the one year. And I would tend to look more at the ones that have not done as well, the ones that have done um, have had the least amount of gain might be the ones that you want to consider out of um, those six that are on the buy list. Hopefully that helps. 844-707-5533. Let me go to Jean in Texas. Hey, Jean.
3: Uh, Dan, thank you. Uh, boy, for all that you're saying about, uh, about these infants uh, or preborns. And uh, anyway, uh, Dan, what I want to know is uh, I hear so many things about the kinds of and the areas of financial support supplied to these so-called immigrants who just cross over our borders. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what to believe, and I can't believe that they're being financially supported yeah. uh, by our country in all yeah. areas, that maybe our own people who established this country back to the 1720s and the DAR inheritance people yeah. you, know uh, you, know, you know what you know what gene? i'm
2: going to answer that when i come back and give you some information i got to go Thank to the ag Dan. report and then as soon as you i all... get back i'll i'll answer it i'll put you on hold though so you can listen we'll be right back folks we have uh craig Hager coming up with our ag report and then um
4: then we'll be back so we'll be back uh, right after this this is craig haugard with your financial issues ag update an improved weather forecast and active field work in portions of the corn belt had corn prices under pressure yesterday. The 6 to 15 day forecast shifted yesterday to a model that was warmer and drier. This shift in forecast had traders downplaying concerns over late plantings, with many traders comparing this year to 1998, which also got off to a slow start, but had over 70% of the crop planted by the third week in May. Historically, if we have 70% of the crop planted by the third week in May, we don't lose corn acres. And if over 90% of the crop is planted by then, we generally gain acres. As I record this, the overnight spot corn futures are trading unchanged. Soybean prices were hammered yesterday as traders reacted to improved planting weather. Also adding pressure to prices was a report that Brazil is in talks with China to increase Brazilian meat exports to that country. This would come at the potential cost of reduced demand for U.S. meat and thus reduced domestic demand for soybean meal. In the overnight trade, spot soybean futures are trading two cents higher. Good winter wheat conditions overall coupled with improving weather forecasts and the expectation that world supplies will continue to grow resulted in wheat prices taking a beating yesterday. In the overnight trade, we're seeing that trend reverse slightly with Chicago trading three cents higher while Kansas City is trading up four and Minneapolis' continuing struggles is trading down a penny as I record this. Cotton futures had a turnaround Tuesday after Monday's lower close, with May futures up 145 points to close at 77.94. In the overnight trade, spot futures are up an additional 8 points. Livestock futures were split, with cattle higher and hogs lower in Tuesday's trade. June live cattle were up 97.5 cents as they settled at 122.45 while well, May feeder cattle closed up 17.5 cents at 151.20. June lean hogs suffered a setback as they were down $1.17.5 and cents, settling at 97.12. Class 3 milk futures sent mixed messages with May a couple of points lower, while well, the June futures were up six points at 15.80. In the overnight trade, spot futures are trading a point lower. In the cash markets, choice beef boxes were $1.07 higher at 2 dollars $2.05. while selects were $0.7 cents lower as they settled at 221.15. dollars In Hogs, pork carcass values closed $0.51 cents lower as they settled at $86.53. This has been crazy.
2: The opening statement in the Constitution of the United States says this, that we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. I don't know what part of that we don't get anymore. That was written by men who cared about this country deeply. Financial issues with Dan Celia. So, I was talking to Jean there before, (coughs) excuse me, before the ag report. Jean was asking um, about all that she's been hearing about the illegal immigrants that are coming over and the money that they're costing the government. Now, I'm sure that a lot of what you are
0: When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
2: But certainly, they do have access now once they're here, once they get over. Um, if there is a young lady that's pregnant, she's about ready to deliver she's going to go to the emergency room. The emergency room is going to take care of her and deliver that baby. If uh, their kids uh, have the measles or or need to get vaccinated, they can go to the emergency room, they're going to get taken care of. If they get sick, they can go to the emergency room, they're going to take care of it. The healthcare system alone is going to take, uh, have an awful lot of burden, which is going to hurt people like us that are here legally and have access to those things, even though we're paying, it's going to cause issues because we're going to be waiting longer uh, to, to get help. That is one issue. Certainly, when they are being detained, obviously they're being fed and sometimes clothed and housed and watched and guarded and all those things. So there's a lot of resources that cost a lot of money that's going over. You know that's that's involved in all of that, and that's what people are taking into consideration and talking about. And maybe that's what you're hearing. Is that is is that the are they the kinds of things that that you're hearing about, Jean? Well,
3: yeah, and I'm hearing, you know, that uh, if they are in an apartment, they get financial support for that apartment. They get food stamps. They get cash. I know a man. Uh, an incident, uh, personally, this, and the people who, the only ones I could find to help me, uh, you know, were from some other country. And this man was wanting a uh, job truck driving. He was tired of getting $643 a week for just lying around doing nothing. He wanted a job and, uh, you know, couldn't find a job, but, uh, you know, he had no skills anyway. Yeah. You know, you know, um uh, skills, and I was just wondering, you know, how, how long was he receiving that six hundred forty-three dollars a week, and if everybody gets this, you know, what's wrong here, because our you know people in our country, you know, who you know are here, uh, you know, cannot get that kind of support. Yeah. Well, it's, that is the problem, and that's
2: one of the reasons why uh, there are a lot of people that are so adamant about uh, we've got to stop this. There's a lot of reasons why, and that is one of them. All those things happen. This is taxing our economy, and then at the same breath, we have politicians talking about the debt going up, which is another problem, but how's the debt ever going to get in control when this is a part of the debt and the spending that we're not allowed to touch, we can't touch, we're not going to do this. and. Look, I'm not, I'm not against uh, uh, immigration. I'm just for legal immigration. I'm against illegal immigration, just like I'm against anything that is illegal. I don't think any, uh, any of us is for anything that is illegal. And the narrative has been played so much, they leave the word illegal off when they talk about immigrants, but they're illegal immigrants. And they say, well, they haven't done anything wrong. They've already broken the law by crossing the border illegally. So they're already in violation of uh, the United States law. So, you know, they say they're not doing anything wrong. Well, they have because they chose not to come in here from a, uh, in, a, in a legal way. So uh, we have issues, too. We've got we've to make that system uh, smoother, more efficient, more effective. But nonetheless, we've got to stop it uh, or put all the burden on cities and states that want them and not give them any federal support. And that's the other thing that we can do. So if you live in San Francisco and you are paying a San Francisco city tax and a uh, county of San Francisco tax and a state of California tax, then that tax money ought to be used to uh, take care of the immigrants that you have opened up your borders to and are welcoming. And so, uh, but keep our federal dollars out of it. I don't want my federal tax going to support Planned Parenthood, and I don't want it to get to support any illegal actions that are going on in the country. That's not why we pay taxes. So um, you're, you're right in the way you're thinking. It's got to stop, but it's not going to stop until we can stop to make something happen in the voting booth that is going to be uh, long-lasting and that we have people that are, we're electing that are actually being elected because they want to represent our values and um, represent the people that are paying their, uh, writing their paycheck. So, but I, I appreciate your calling in, Gene, as always, and I sure appreciate you. God bless you, and I, I pray you have a wonderful, wonderful Easter. God bless, Gene. Oh, do, yes, yeah. thank you. you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let me go to Bill. Bill's calling us from Louisiana. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, there's about
5: a couple of issues One, my daughter recently started drawing uh, Social Security off of me uh-huh. I wasn't aware that she could do that But anyway, she's getting it uh, She's 13, kind of going to college And we don't really need that money So we want to put it up for her And you had mentioned once before What well, the best thing to do But I couldn't quite remember what it is So should I put it back in a college fund for her Or
2: put it under my name or what? Yeah, if you have a college fund set up for her, is there one already set up? No, not yet. No, okay. So yeah, I mean, you could put it into a um, um, a 529 plan, you know, a college savings uh, plan. That might be uh, the better thing to do. That or keep it under a little bit more control, uh, at least um, in in a number of ways. So that might be uh, the better, the better thing to do. Does she, is, does she live with you? Is she under your roof?
5: Yes, yeah, she's, I uh, have full custody.
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, so how did she find out that she could do that with social security?
5: I, uh, I started growing social security. She's a late in life blessing, so. Yeah. Um, and when I signed up for, um, start growing, uh, they say,
2: well, your daughter gets it too. And I go, really? So, Okay. Uh, so that's how that came. Okay. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, I would, I would look at, uh, the 529 plan. The downside to that is two things. One is if she doesn't go to college and, uh, then uses that money, uh, or not college, but if she doesn't go on to further her education where she can use that in any way, then, then you lose the tax benefit of it. So right now it's growing tax free and you get to use it tax-free uh, for college. But if that happens, if she doesn't use it for that, then you lose the tax benefit, and then as she uses it, it becomes taxable. Now, the other downside is, if she may be eligible for any kind of uh, assistance or help or grants or even scholarships in some cases, having money in her name in any way can, all, can, can maybe uh, put her to a bottom of a list or make make it a little bit uh, less uh, advantageous for her to be able to have a shot at getting some of those things even though she would qualify by all accounts you know if that were the case I mean if she doesn't qualify then it's irrelevant anyway and that doesn't matter and that's not an issue but if she might qualify meaning the household income is a certain thing or whatever it is then that might disqualify her or give her a lower priority. So that's another downside that you might have to consider. But uh you know the plans are great. I don't know about Louisiana. I don't know if they have a plan by which that you can um you are no, you're Kansas, right? You Kansas? No. Louisiana, Louisiana. They do. they do we do you have a plan I can put money back based on the Louisiana also? And does it do they have one that where It's a it's a 529 plan from the state, but it's also one that prepays college tuition.
5: I'm not quite sure how it works.
2: Yeah, some some have some states have that, where Texas has it, but you have to stay in the state to go to school. That's you know that may be an advantage or a downside, but um, that's the only thing that you have to look at. But that's a really good plan because it. Um, you're kind of locking in tuition at the current rates that you're putting the money in. That's a, that's not a bad thing to consider either. So I, I would ask about that.
5: Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, you, I had a, a second quick question. Uh, uh, my wife has a, a, a little variable annuity. Well, uh-huh. New York Life Premier variable annuity Plan uh-huh. type IRA. Okay. But uh, still, a huge surrender charge on it. Yeah, fourteen hundred dollars. We should probably just let that ride till that surrender charge is gone.
2: Yes. Yeah. You don't want to pay that surrender charge, so I would just hang. I would just hang on to it. You know, it'll go down every year, and um, once it gets to a place where you know it's either gone or it's just very, very low, then yeah, I would. I would hold off. And
5: then. My last one, I, don't, I can't understand this at all. It's boy, a life pay plus minimum guaranteed withdrawal benefit.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, it's
5: called a quarterly ratchet death benefit. Uh-huh. Never heard of that.
2: Yeah, so that's a, that's like in another annuity, but it's wrapped up in a in a life insurance program. Uh, that should have some cash value to it. I don't know if there's a surrender charge to it. This That's not something there's,
5: I... like few dollars left, so... There's what? Would you recommend, it's yeah. just, uh, just, just not enough to worry about,
2: Okay. but would you recommend putting that into like a Roth for her? Yeah. <laughs> well, is she working? Yeah, she said we both worked. Yeah. So as long as you're working and have earned income, yeah, you can put it into a Roth and start adding to it. And I think that might be a better plan for you.
5: Okay. All right. Dan, we thank you for your time this morning. Keep up the great work. We enjoy listening
2: to you. You're welcome. Thank you, uh, Bill. I'll do it. Thank you. Bye-bye. 844-707-5533. We have lines open if you want to queue your call up. 844-707-5533. Welcome back, Financial Issues, 844-707-5533. 844-707-5533. Let me go back to calls. We have lines open, 844-707-5533. Let me go to Bill. Bill's calling us from Kansas. Hey, Bill.
5: Good morning, Dan. Uh, appreciate all you do. And you uh, got a horror story to tell you about okay. a deferred variable annuity. Okay. Uh, before I knew you and became a partner, I've been a partner with you for seven years now, but before I knew you, uh, I got into uh, Allianz Vision Deferred Variable Annuity, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounded real good. I started with 60000 and thankfully not all my eggs were in this one basket, but uh, it was paying 8% simple interest, and uh, they uh, – it has a death benefit, and after five years, there's no surrender charge, which I've had it seven years now. So, uh, anyway, uh, the contract value keeps going down. Uh, I've lost 14000 in it. Uh, they keep adding this 8%, so it's worth about $93,600 now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it does have, like I say, has a death benefit, but if I want to access the rider now, I can get 4.5%, which is $351 a month. Mm-hmm. It will take me 22 years to get that 93000 Yes. And the question I failed to ask is the increased liquid as well as the original investment after you run out of surrender charges. I cannot get anything but that 46000 which I've lost 14000 I cannot get that unless I want to take that hit. So that's the question people need to ask. Yeah, is increased liquid as well as the original investment? And that, Dan, I'm thinking about just taking my forty-six thousand and running because in six years I can, if I get five percent interest, I can get my original investment back. Fifteen years I can get up to where I uh, that ninety-three thousand. Mm-hmm. But if I if I just take if I access the rider, it will take me twenty-two years. To get that money back, yeah. so that's the question they need to
2: ask. Yeah, and I, you know, I oftentimes tell them these questions they need to ask, like, is it all compounded, which is the same question. So, mm-hmm. but I, I frame it in a way that it, maybe some people it's easier for them to understand. At least I think it is. But what you've just said is pretty understandable. But um, you know, it is. I always tell people, you know, with the annuities, I said, it's forget about what it's worth can you cash it out and get that money you know and you can't most of the time that's good if you're going to annuitize it you know uh but that's all it's good for you know and it goes back to what i say and i really appreciate your calling because it goes back to what i say all the time what makes us think people think that somehow insurance companies Have some magical investment that allows them to give you 8% when nobody in the world can give you 8%. How do they do that? Well, they do that with smoke and mirrors. That's how they do it. Um, And they they can't do it. They're not doing it. But the perception is they sell these things based on perception. When you bought it, when so many other people bought it, they bought it, you, uh, you made a good decision because you were told something. And if, and if you're told this and it's perceived that this is the way it is, of course you're going to do it. And that's how they sell it. That's why they're all under investigation. They're under investigation for selling practices, not, not the validity of the product. And, you know, that's, that's what happens over and over again. And I've got a million horror stories like that that I've heard over the last 35 years. And it is, uh, it, it's amazing. Back even 35 years ago, there were still some really good ones, legitimate ones that were really good. But they're getting, they're, they're a lot fewer and further between. Well, and I suspect right off the top, he made a pretty good bunch of money selling this to me. Well, yeah, a bunch of money, and that's why the surrender charge, because the insurance company has to recoup what they paid in commission. Right. And that's one of the things they use to recoup that money that they've uh, paid out in very, very large commissions. Right. Well, uh, again, uh, I'm thinking about just bailing out of it. What do you think about that? I would would be done with it. I would just bail out of it. At this point... Look, get it, to, get it into something that you fully understand, whether it's a CD or it is, you know, something else. But get into something you understand and just get out of the whole insurance product altogether.
5: Yeah, well, I'm, I've got a TD Ameritrade count, account, and uh, I, uh, I love the portfolio, for, portfolio Tracker. And so I'm partnering with you, and, and I'm, I'm sure I can do better. Just uh taking it out, so i wanted to, I wanted you to confirm that, but I have another question sure uh funny thing i I was look i have i p stock and I shouldn't have said that i guess well,
2: that's okay <laughs> but, that's okay
5: but anyway uh they uh this, they said the stock's going down because they're not needing as many boxes, and I thought that is ludicrous
2: <laughs> well, it is i mean now I will say one of the things you've heard me say this before. When I look at, I look at, um, I guess you've heard me, but I say it all the time, I watch FedEx and UPS numbers. I always look at their numbers. I can't buy their stock. They're not biblically responsible. But I always look at um, their volume numbers and their projections about volume because it does give me a pretty good um, uh, feel for what's going to happen with the commodity and it really is of cardboard and the biggest producer of that commodity is the stock you just mentioned and uh they they uh have it up locked up tight this also is a stock and by the way and and uh you know it's one of my top five favorite stocks but when you look at the the uh, economy this is also a stock that is incredibly driven by the economy and I was very very surprised by uh january's numbers because we ha- there was such a good Christmas season with Amazon, which by the way uses a lot of cardboard with amazon and and uh, shopping and centers, you know, and, and just shopping in general, retail, did so well. And that's also a very good thing for them. And the volume was up over the year, year ago. So I think what it boils down to, and I'll know better next, in about three weeks when I get d- deep into their first quarter numbers. But there's other things from a restructuring standpoint going on in the company. And I think that's, that's got a lot to do with it. But, um, a great great company and one that you absolutely want to own um, for the long term, for sure, but well, yeah,
5: I'll listen to you, not the word on the street, yeah, yeah, it's, I would I mean it was okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, it is I mean it is uh you know they're the only they're the only act and t- it doesn't matter, their competitors, they have some competitors, but um. The bulk of what they do is uh, used around the world. And when we have global slowdown like this, and I remember the CEO in 2010 saying when they were talking about a 3% GDP growth, which we never did get, but they were talking about it. And he he, he made a statement. He said, let me tell you something. Nobody knows better than us. Now, this is a guy that's been in charge of that company for 35, 40 years. Said, I don't care what anybody says. I know what 3% GDP growth feels like. I know exactly what it feels like. And this doesn't even feel like a 2% GDP growth economy. And um, he, was, he was right. He was right. And he generally is. So they have a pretty good feel for their, their market. But I'll tell you this much. They're not losing market share to anybody. Uh, they still have control over the main product in which they they use for manufacturing the pulp and the and the uh, commodity project uh, um, processing, and they're developing, spending an awful lot of money, developing the next generation of of uh, products. So, good company to hang on to it.
5: Okay, thank you, Dan, uh, and I appreciate your input. And uh, we will make that pre-born. Go because uh, uh, yeah. well, well, it's, it's easy to do, and with your help and everybody out there, we'll we'll make that goal by mother's. Day. We'll
2: make it. I think we will. I think we got uh, we've we've got the great multiplier uh, on our side, and uh, I know it's gonna. I know it's gonna be good. I know this is something God's want wants. I prayed about it for a long time before, you know, committing the airtime and the time to do this, but I I know it's what God wants. we will make it. So I'm excited about it. Thank you, Bill, and I appreciate your help. Thank you. All right. God bless. 844-707-5533. Bill was talking about the goal with preborn. We have this match going on. It is an amazing match. We're trying to get there by Mother's Day. And um, somebody is donating an entire ultrasound machine for every 100 people, and we're well, not people, but for every 100 ultrasounds we get sponsored. Costs twenty-eight dollars to sponsor an ultrasound, and for every one hundred, we and and the reason we came up with um, one hundred was there's ten pregnancy centers on the waiting list, and if we can get, we want to get all ten of them off the waiting list. We want to get a machine inside their center so that they can start using this to save lives, and so. Everything was just a good round number. We need a 1,000 people by Mother's Day to come up with $28 to at least sponsor one ultrasound. And I know there's a lot of people doing a whole lot more than that. So I know we'll get there easily, but let's not count on it because we know the darkness of the world that we are pushing.
5: The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's
0: sponsors.
2: Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Seely, 844-707-5533. Uh, you can go to our website right there on the right-hand side. Uh, you can click on the campaign that we're doing for Preborn. I would like you to do it through our website so that we can track it and keep count and have an idea of when we're going to get to that 1000 People, I know that I told all of you that we were going to have a baby bottle there that was going to measure it, but for some reason our IT people can't seem to get that on there. I don't know why. Um, I don't think it was that much to ask, but we can't seem, that's not there. So I apologize because I got an email saying, you know, I wanted to see where we were, I, you know, and, and you said it was going to be on there. I know I, know I said, but I should, maybe I need to say it, clearer to to, uh, IT and let them know that, you know, I don't know what's so hard about it, but I I don't know what the deal is. But um, you can get to the logo, and that's the important part. So click on that. That'll take you right to the page that you need to get to to get to Preborn. Keep in mind, you can always dial pound 250, pound 250. You can always dial that. That's the phone number. I know it seems odd that you have to, you you do, that's all you need to do. Pound 250, that's the number. I'm going to ask you what the keyword is. The keyword is baby, and you can make your contribution right there. So that's the other thing you can do. So, um, or you can go directly to the website, preborn.org. I'm just trying to uh, keep a count as all. There's no other, no any, there's no real significance to the count other than uh, I just want to see how close we're getting and how panicked I have to get as we get closer to Mother's Day. But I don't think we're going to have any any problems. So I hope you're going to participate in that. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Gary. Gary's calling us from Texas. Hey, Gary.
1: Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. And we're uh, doing the Lord's work then in uh, on the money side. I had a couple of questions. I, I'm not a partner, but I'm going to be joining soon. And I, I'm 55. I was medically retired a long time ago. My wife's 53. But the best thing, should we go Roth or IRA, or can we do it for both of us, one of us? Yeah so, my wife works.
2: yeah, so if your wife is still working, then you can only do it with her, for her, because you have to have earned income. To. Uh, well, we can do it for both of us, so, okay. Um, okay. No. Yeah, so, if, oh, that's right. You Okay, so, yeah, you can only do a wire work, so make it while it works, so take advantage of it, you know, and get that open. And that way, down the road, if you want to start transferring a little bit of your 401K or uh, when you when you turn that to an IRA maybe someday or other things you might have, you'll be able to have that account open be able to do it. Okay, so I could, we can only do it for her or the Roth, not me, right? No, well, is, no. what are you contributing to now?
1: Um, I am doing invested in um, uh, another firm, but different stocks and a couple of mutual funds, and I'm going to move it over to you. So. Okay,
2: all right. So, yeah, so, who, so if, you're, if she has the earned income now, then yes, you can only do that for her, but it's, it's okay. It's just to get one of them is a good thing so that you have that as a vehicle to move money to.
1: Okay, and on your website, is it, I guess it, will it tell us how we should be invested according to our age? And-
2: yes. Yes, so when okay. you go to, uh, you'll go to the partner side, and then on the right-hand side, there, there's three columns that pop up. You'll see that asset allocation models. You'll go to that for your age group, and you'll find which one applies.
1: Wonderful, and I'm going to do the pre-born uh, on oh, that as well. But good, that's uh, great. Thank you, Dan. God bless you. Thank you for your time.
2: Thank you, Gary. I sure appreciate it. Eight four four seven zero seven fifty five thirty three. Let me go to uh, uh, Raina from Florida. Hey, Raina.
3: Hi. How are you, Dan? I'm
2: good. Thank you.
3: Good. I have a question. Um, I'm 71 years old. I'm a retired school teacher, and I'm living on Social Security and my pension. Um, I pay $32 a month for $10,000 group term life. Um, should I take that uh, amount that I'm paying and, and get a long-term care policy?
2: Well, your long-term care policy is going to cost a whole lot more than that, Raina. Um now, do they have a group, do they offer a group long-term care policy?
3: No, they don't. They
2: don't, yeah. Long, long-term care insurance is great, but it's very expensive. And uh, uh, the, older, the older you get, the more expensive it is. And, the, the, um, you know, it gets better when, when uh, you're, in, you're in, you know, uh, a good health, obviously. So, uh-huh. anyway, uh, we we need to, you know, you really and and the thing of it is, I don't want to discourage you and say, well, you know what, it's really expensive. That you could probably look into it, and get it to a point that it would be affordable. And what I mean by that is, what an agent would do is start. Uh, changing things, subtracting things, lowering the monthly benefit, you know if you ever use it, um, oh. you know, taking out the inflation right or things like that. but what generally happens when when you do that, you end up getting a policy that though you can afford it and you're paying into it, but it's going to be just it's not going to be much help to you, you know you know so when you when you look at it you it, it may have been somewhat of a, a a waste to just do that little bit because it's still going it's still not going to uh, prevent you from a situation where you might at some point in time if you ever get to that place where at some point in time you might have to go on Medicaid it's it's not going to really do uh, much of a help to prevent that
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, well yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Well, I'm glad you called. Thank you. All right, good uh-huh. stuff. I appreciate it. 844-707-5533. Let me go to Kevin. Kevin's calling us from Texas. Hey, Kevin.
1: Hey, Dan. Uh, how
5: you doing today? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Hey, my, my uh, questions are regarding the purchase of silver bars. Um, I received a letter from the um, Federal Mint. It says the 40th Treasurer of the Emeritus of the United States. And it had a newspaper clipping with it where it's, av- it's saying that 9.999 uh, 9- pure silver bars are being sold at $29 a bar, for- which uh, is down from $50 per bar. Uh, is that something uh, that you're familiar with?
2: Twenty nine dollars for a one ounce bar. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's not a good price. It's
5: not a good price. No.
2: I mean that's, I mean that's ten dollars above, more than ten dollars above spot price, for silver. Uh-huh. So, um, I guess they are selling for that. They would love to sell them for that. But you know, you've got silver sitting. I don't. I don't even know what it is. I'll, I'll try to look at it while I'm talking to you. But silver somewhere around uh $14.50, $15 uh an ounce. So to pay uh you know that much it's four it's fourteen ninety four. It's fifteen dollars an ounce. So, you know, you if you went to a uh I I recommend this place called uh AMP AMPEX. It's it's A P E M X dot com. Um and you you probably would pay for a one ounce um, 0.999 coin or bar, you'd probably pay about, uh, you know, 19 dollars, maybe, uh, for 20 dollars in that range, I'm not sure. But um, somewhere in that neighborhood. So that if you want to buy, uh, you should only buy silver like that that is .999, and you should only buy silver that you have in your possession. Now, I'm not a big fan on buying precious metals at all, but if you're going to do it and you want to have a little bit of it, um, then, then you should have it in your possession, and that's how you would buy it. But I wouldn't pay $29 for it. Look, there's no value in these so-called minted coins. They're commemorative mints. They don't have any newsmatic value. Uh, Now, so so there's no difference between the coin or the bar, it's just a form that they put it in. Um, And it it doesn't have newsmatic value. it's, It's not a U.S. government minted thing that has actually been in circulation or going in circulation. It's the circulation, a coin that has been in circulation, gold or silver. That's what gives it value above the spot price. So if you buy a bar, which is perfectly fine, or a coin that is just uh, like a bar, uh, .999, then, then uh, you, you can buy that at a, you know, through, through the internet. I wouldn't buy it through a dealer because they're predators. And they'll hound you every day uh, until they, you know, try to get every, every nickel they can out of you. So, but if you want to buy a little bit, then I would recommend that you go to um, that, that site I mentioned. I don't have any, it's, it's A-P-M-E-X dot I don't have any association with them. They don't know who I am. It just happens to be the place over the years that I've bought and sold from because all their prices are published, and you can buy right on their website, and you can buy it without talking to anybody. And um, so that's that's why I, I mentioned that. So that's what I would tell you to do, Kevin. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you called. All right. Thank you. 844-707-5533. Folks, we're coming up on the end of this hour. we got another hour left. Phone lines are open. If you've got to leave us, remember all that you have is his. Let's be a good and faithful steward. Have a great day. God bless. Four financial issues right after this.